This is where we uh, separate the men from the boys. Who's, uh, who's, who's sticking around? Who's, uh, who's still going strong? End of, end, end, end of the, end of the, uh, yeah, yeah. And the, they got lost. And end of the week, end of, end of the, you know, having to sit. This is where we separate the men from the boys. Um, it's, so, so that's, that, that's one reason that makes this, um, challenge, challenging coming at the end of the week, end of the, end of the day, end of uh, the, the schmooze, the hearing, you know, multiple shears in a row. There's no more refreshments, <laughs> dinners getting ready. <laughs> There's like, in London, sometimes you talk about you have a kasha, you have two ka- we have like three kashas against us. So, well, we're going to try. Um, the schoolmaker suggested that I give like some sort of a schmooze. Um, but then I came up with this. <laughs> like, schmoozes don't usually have marmacomos. Use, okay, whatever. You see a staple, you know you're in for a... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I there are only 15 sources here, like... Okay. There really are only... I mean, those that have seen the other shears know, know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, let's, uh, let's, let's try and learn something. I think... Um, I think I heard this from a paper. I think he told me when he was in Kermbiavna, he said um, it took him till like Purim or Pesach time to realize every time the Rosh Shiva got up about any Yontif, it was always related to Torah. It was like, no matter what Yontif it was, Rosh Hashanah is related to Torah. We, we spoke about that as a Moser Chabura. And um, Yom Kippur is related to Torah. And Psukis, and Shmini Atzeres, and Chanukah, and Yat Kislev. Everything's related to Torah. So in that derech, we're going to also think about, as B'nai Yeshiva, um, our relationship with Tishabov um, from a Torah perspective, literally from, from, from the relationship with Torah. So let's start with um, some questions. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it like that, make, maybe make it a little more interesting. Um, let's go out of order also. Let's start with source number four. Gemara and Sanhedrin. Yeah, perfect. Now, I, I don't think anyone's here yet, but uh, I don't know. End of the man. Says the Gemara, Amar B'yachman, Mipnei ma'loku ba'alef base. Why is it that Am Yisrael was attacked through the Aleph base? What does that mean, attacked through the Aleph base? Says Rashi in verse number five for a second. Loku ba'alef base. Shekol megillus eicha stur ba'alef beida. That eicha is written, except for the one parak, but... Eicha is written as an acrostic. The first pasuk in every parak is aleph, starts with an aleph. The second pasuk begins with base, gimel, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so if you haven't if you haven't opened up an eicha yet, okay, well, we'll you'll, you can open one up, check check up on the gemara. But it's true eighty percent of the time in eicha. So it says back to the source number four. It says Rabbi Yochanan, why is that? Why is it that the, stru- the description of the destruction of the base of Mikdash of Yerushalayim is dealt with the Aleph base? So answers the Gemara, Mipteshu over al base, because they violated the Torah that was given with the Aleph base. So I don't understand here. What does one thing have to do with the other? Anything that you, any law you violate is going to be written up somewhere. What's special? What's the Chiddush here? They violated the Torah and therefore... The Aleph based Davka, of course. How else would you have given the Torah? The Torah was given with, with the Aleph base because it has letters. But, well, what exactly is the Gemara trying to tell me here that that's the Chiddush? Because they violated the Torah? Of course they violated the Torah. Why else would Hashem be unhappy with us? Because we kept the Torah? Of course not. So, what exactly does that Gemara mean? Okay. Next, let's go to source number six Gemara Babakama. Did we, we learn Babakama last month? 
Last year? Yeah. Yeah, last year. Last month. Okay. So, Chazar for some of us. Says the young, the small Eliezer, have a sign Misani Uchmi. He was wearing, Misani Uchmi means black shoes. The Kai Beshuka Dinarda. And he was walking in, in the Shuk in Arda, walking down the street. So, so the people, the Reshkalus, the Exilarchs posse, um, saw him. And they said to him, What's with those shoes? Amalahu, so he says to them, I'm mourning over Yerushalayim. That's why I have these black shoes. It wasn't Tishuba, but I've got black shoes. Amrulay, so what did they say back to him? Are you chashev enough that you get to mourn over Yerushalayim? Sovr Yurahava. So they thought that this, that this was an expression of Yurah, of religious arrogance. Who are you to mourn over Yerushalayim? Atehavi v'chavshua. They want to, to catch him, put him in jail, do something. Who are you to do that? Amr l'hu. So you know what he says? Gavir rabbana. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a chashur person. It's okay, don't worry about it. And the Gemara goes on to prove. How do we know these chashur? What? What just happened there? You, you know, there's like a, you know, sometimes you go in like an amusement park, roller coaster, you gotta be this high to get on the roller coaster. You gotta be this chashev in order to mourn of Yerushalayim. What happened? Sorry, sorry, you're not, you're not. What? What does that mean? Let's go to source number seven. Come on, about Basra. Amrle. This really is a, um, um, somewhat complex sugya. Because um, there's a lot of background that's going on here, but essentially what happened was um, um, Herod killed all the chamim. It's a minor detail, minor story to gloss over. Not our purpose, not for us right now. Um, but w- with the exception of um, of I'm forgetting who the singular chacham he didn't kill was. It'll come to me later. Uh, not not Bava Ben Buta, not Bava Ben Buta, I don't think. Um, so says Herod in verse number seven. Amrle Ana, who I have yadana the Zahiru Rabbanan Kule Hai. Had I known about the, that all the good things about the rabbis, love would kill Katilulu. I wouldn't have killed them all. Regret. Hashda, but he says, but now, now it's done already. My Takante. What am I supposed to do? What's my tikkun? What's my tshuva for killing all the rabbis? Amrle so says to him, "Who kava arishel olam? You extinguish the light of the world." Because the pasuk said, "Tiner mitzvah tarah ar." Yelech v'yasak ba'arishel olam. Go and build the go and build the light that lights the whole up the world, which is the base of mikdash. What does one thing have to do with the other? Oh, you did that. You know, Mar has psukim. Just a little bit un- unclear exactly. What does um, one thing have to do with the other? Let's go to one more Gemara, uh, Mishnah, in um, in source number eight. Mishnah Perkyava says Yehuda ben Tema Omer. Again, skipping a little bit, he says a little bit of different nusach than what we have in our Sidurim. But at the end of our Shmona what do we say? You should build the base of Mikdash. You should build Yerushalayim. We say this, right? And give us a chelik in Torah. What does one have to do with the other? Uh, I just, I'm throwing in things that I want. Okay. Why those two things? And why those two things together? 
What does one thing have to do with the other? Maybe let's let's go one more. Also, uh, this is not a okay. I'm sorry. There were 16 sources. And the numbers didn't work out right. If you look under number eight, you'll see this third line, second line down. Talmud Bavli Masechet Chagiga. Everyone sees that. So that's we'll call that eight A. Um, everyone can write in if they want. Um, so the Gemara Chagiga quotes a pasuk. Pasuk is We have three expressions of tears there. Dema Tidma Dima. Three expressions of tears. Ki nishba eider Hashem, because the flock of Hashem has been captured. Amar Abulazar, shalosh demos halolulama. Why are there three expressions of tears in that pasuk? Amar, sorry. Achas amikdash rishon. Achas amikdash sheni. We have one set of tears for the first base of Mikdash, one set of tears for the second base of Mikdash. Va'achas al Yisrael shagolum in karma. And one because we're in Golas, because we, 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 we were sent to the exile, basically destroyed, etc. Fine. Three, three tears. Perfect. Kinnish Ba'idar Hashem. Captured. Vikidamre, alternative opinion. Achas, so everyone agrees to the first two. Everyone agrees one set of tears is the first base of Mikdash, a second set of tears is the second base of Mikdash. What's with the third, the, the third set of tears? So th- the second opinion is that it's not because of um, Israel being in Golas. Vikidamre, Achas al Bitl because of Bithel Terra. Comes the Gemara and says, Bishlama, Laman Damar, Al Yisrael Shagal Yisrael. I understand, according to the opinion that says, you know what the third set of tears is because we're in Galos, Hayan Dixiv Kinishwe Eder Hashem. That's why the Pasuk says, we're, we're captured. Makes perfect sense. Captured out of the Eretzrael, that's why Hashem's crying. El Laman Damar Bithel Terra, my, my Kinishwe Eder Hashem. What does it mean that we're crying because we're captured if the whole thing is about Bithel Terra? So it answers the Gemara. Because we have Golus, that's the greatest bit of Torah that could be. And therefore, when it so says the Gemara, when the Apostle says, Hashem's crying because we're, we're not in Eretz Yisrael, what's he really crying about? What's un, what underlies that crying? It's bit of Torah. What does one have to do with the other? Really? That's the greatest bit of Torah you can think of? So look at that. I'm not as long as we're in Eretz I'm not about the Torah because it could be much worse if I go to Chutzlitz. Also, doesn't really make so much sense there. That's that's a good yeshivish answer. No, no, I'm not being about the Torah. I'm in Eretz Yisrael. So let, now let's go back in order. Let's go to source more. The pasuk in Yirmiyah. Yirmiyah we know is the um, prophet of doom. I think in, in 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 old English there is a um, an expression. Sorry, um, there is an expression. Um, you're such a Jeremiah. It means you're like a bummer. Um, that, that was like an old English expression. Um, it's okay. Chazal have an expression. Um, um, you know when you talk about like foolish advice, like oh that was such a ruvain. That was such a ruvain. <laughs> Because it's a, it's a because because the um, because remember when when um, when the brothers are trying to convince Yaakov to send Binyamin, so Yaakov says, "No, I don't want to go." So what does Reuven say? Reuven says, "Don't worry. If Binyamin doesn't come back, you kill my my kids. Then we'll be even." So Chazal say, "Oh, such a Reuven idea." So that's like Chazal humor. Um, okay, so says the pasuk in source number one. 
Mia Isha Chacham Biyavin Ezos, who is wise and can understand this, Vasher Diber Pi Hashem Elov, Viagida Alma of the Earth, who can answer the question, Alma of the Earth, why was the land destroyed? Pasukyud base, Vayomer Hashem, Hashem responds, Al Ozvam Es Tarasi, they abandoned my Torah. Asher Nasati, the thing that I gave them, I gave them, Velo Shamo Bakarli, Velo Halchuba. They didn't listen to me, and they didn't walk in the ways of the Torah. Comes the Gemara in, in, in the Darim, in verse number two, and says, Marav, my What's the meaning of the pasuk like we just read? So the Gemara gives us a little bit of um, color to this these psukim. They asked the question. They went to the Chum. We went to the Nevim. Why were we destroyed? Why was basically destroyed? Why were we kicked out of Israel? No answer. Until Hashem himself had to answer the question. Says the I don't understand. If they didn't remember the, the end of Pasuk Yudbeis, they didn't listen to my words, to my voice, and they didn't walk in the ways of Torah. Is that the same thing? What's what's the double emphasis of the pasuk? To which the Gemara responds, They didn't make birkas Torah in the morning before they learned. That's the Gemara. So. We need to understand this um, a little bit um, better. What exactly is, is going on there? Really, they didn't make brachas at all? How could that be? They were, it doesn't make any sense. So the Ran, um, the Ran attempts to deal with this issue a little bit um, in source number three. Maybe we'll just leave it out for now. But essentially what the Ran says is that Maybe the, the way the, uh, the way later Acharnim explained the Ran uh, is that they weren't learning Torah lishma. When you make a bracha on something, you've you were you were makdishit. You're sanctifying it. Look, this is chashuv. When you don't make a bracha, what are you saying? I'm engaging in it, but it's not exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean they didn't make a bracha. They didn't make a bracha. So that's less of the issue. The issue is they didn't view this as a, you know a religious experience. This was something to do. Or maybe this was something to gain knowledge so that I could know how to do the really important stuff. But there was nothing intrinsic in value in their in their view in the Torah. So we need to understand this because, the, because remember, the Gemara t- tells us, based on the Psukim, that Hashem, no one else could realize this. But Hashem says, let me tell you exactly what's going on. Well, why did no one else realize this? They didn't realize it was they were insincere. They didn't realize. They, I don't understand. Okay, so let's let's try and just summarize what we talked about, and we'll try and um, either we'll have we'll end up with questions, or we'll try and have some sort of um, help to deal with this. So we started with the with the question of the Gemara Sanhedrin. What's the Kiddush that um, we violated the Torah with the Aleph base, and therefore we're Struck with the Aleph base, Eicha, what exactly does that mean? Um, number, question number two, what's with the Gemara Baba Kama? Why do you need a certain, why, why is there a prerequisite to uh, mourn over the base of Migdash? Question number three, what's the connection between, you know, killing the Chamim and building the base of Migdash? Question number four, why is it that at the end of Shemana Nasrei we say, um, talk about the building of Yerushalayim, the base of Migdash, and then, and then we talk about um, our Chalik and Terah, what does one have to do with the other? Question number five, why is it that the greatest um, 
the greatest Golos, the, the greatest um, Bitotara is being in Golos. And then the last question, what exactly does it mean? Hashem needs to tell us that they, were, they weren't making brachas on Torah at the beginning. I think those were our questions. Yeah. Good so far? No answers? Okay, we'll keep going. Yeah? Were there any external like, uh, tribes of anything in Yerushalayim at that time? Or were there like, 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 like the Greeks and then the, like, the Greek way of thinking? So, at this time, I'm saying this is an answer. Probably, uh, no, sorry, that's first base of English. You mean first base of English. Seems like it. About, about the question of, um, we, what, what question are we raising regarding Herod? Like the well, what's the connection? Meaning, what's the connection between rebuilding the base of English, um and killing the Chacham? Or enhancing the base of English and killing the Chacham? So let's start. Sorry, well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's when it's, when it's more, it says that, uh, is that like an alternative answer? No, that's a kasha, that's a kasha. Oh, that's right. kasha. This is the same as this. So why, why do you need two? Okay. So let's start with source number nine. The Tshuva Stiver Yatsi, the Kloisenberger Rebbe. Says the Kloisenberger Rebbe. He's referencing Machlokis. He says, we wear Shabbos like a clothing on, on this, this Shabbos. Well, maybe not everyone does. Machlokis, the Grah, the Ramah, fine. And apparently in Sans they had a minute that a Siyam could only be made, a Flesh of Siyam could only be made until the 7th of Av. 8th of Av, no good. Okay. Vidira Liha Inyan. He says, why is that? The Matsinu Tess. He quotes our whole Gemara from Babakam. Remember the whole story: black shoes. Why do you need? Why do you need? A, why do you need that? And so let's skip a line to the third line there. Sadi base. The Tzarech Beer. Matzarech Lios Gavra Rabbel is that? Why do you need to be a great person? Our Kasha. Ella de Iker Hatzar Va'Avo B'Churban Irenu V'Shamas Base Mikdashenu Hu Al She'Ein Anachol Yichol Lalas Leros Lahakiv Korbanos. What are we mourning? We're mourning that we can't do the Avodah in the base of Mikdash. Shabbat lahavoda, vein lan mukhan bavadasa, vlo levi beduchano, Yisrael bamamado. We have no, we have, can't do the avoda. Kaim, Yisrael, Yisrael, Levim, anyone, we can't do it. Vatara halachas umishakachas be Yisrael, and Torah is being forgotten. Kamosh kasvah chagiga, like the Maran says in chagiga, kevan, where we read, kevan shagal Yisrael mukhan, in luchapitza taragadam ize. We're not here, we're not in Eretz Yisrael, we, we don't have a base of Migdash, we're losing Torah. We're bleeding Torah. The Ilu Pshute Haman, Gase Hasechel, that says the, the Kleisenberger, people who are not in touch um, with Ruchnius, with Torah, Kotrabinosam, Milisabel Kach, so they say, we're not mourning over Torah, what do you mean? There's rabbis, there's yeshivas. Come on. V'svurim sh'avelus hi al shenit lo malchus v'svurim Yisrael. Ve'enim yoshim ishtachs gafna v'ishtachs tein also. You know what they say? You, you know why we're, why we're mourning? Government. We don't have independence. We don't have the, the we're not able to rule even, for, let's not, we're not talking contemporary politics in Israel, but whatever the politics are, we're always concerned about what are the other nations going to say about us? We always have to take that into consideration. 
can't just govern on our own. It's always got to be, what are they going to say about us? How, are they, how is this going to interact with us? How is this going to play out? Diplomatic relations for, for, for an office. So he says to the Kleisenberger, that's what people say. The institutions are, 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 dis- are, are ruined. Torah? Yeah, come on, the rabbis, the yeshivas. Look at all the svarim, beautiful. Oh, why is Torah destroyed? This is a wasted, a worthless type of veils. Because that's not what we're mourning over. Therefore, he says that's why you, you, you have to be this tall to 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 mourn over Yerushalayim. Because when you have reached a certain level, you understand and you feel it. If you don't feel it, it's not shy to mourn over it. You don't feel a loss. So there is a practice, if you look in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, called Tikkun Chatzos. You get up in the middle of the night, and you cry over the base of Mikdash. So it says the Chalitz Berger, why don't we do that? Well, maybe some of us do, but you know, almost all of us don't. Why not? It's in Shulchan Aruch. You don't have to go far in Shulchan Aruch to get there. Like most people are excited at some point in, in, in their learning. Let's learn Shulchan Aruch. Yeah, and okay, the steam usually like dies out at a certain point. But you don't have to get so far. Everyone gets excited enough to get there. Oh, and I want to do what it says in Shulchan Aruch, from Jew. Take it to us now. Says the Kleisberger, why not? Because we don't feel it. Because if we don't feel it, then, we don't, then, then there's no point in mourning over something that we don't feel. To go through the motions of, of, of mourning doesn't make any sense. And therefore, says the Kleisberger, what's that Gemara talking about? Talking about exactly this. You've got to be this tall. You've got to have this much background. You've got to have these qualifications. Again, I'm not saying as a point of halacha, but and as a point of ashkafa, you've got to feel that. And if you don't feel that, well, I'm sorry. What are you, what are you mourning over? You don't see a loss. But we don't understand the catastrophic loss. We're bleeding Tara. We're bleeding Tara. And we don't feel it. The gra. In his parish on um, a few places I, I found, but we'll start in um, Brachos, in source number 10. He references the mission the world stands on three things. These are the three things. When we had a base Migdash, we had all three. We had Torah. Okay, Tara is the, the seat of Tara is the Sanhedrin, the Lishkas right, right, right in the in the you know the, the property of the base of Mikdash. We had Avoda Korbanos and we had Gmilz Chasadim. The Achshav Begalus Lanisha Rak Echad Shu Gmilz Chasadim. We have no Tara anymore, says the Gra. The Gra says this. This is not me saying this. This is not the Gra says we have no Tara. We have no Tara and we have no Avoda. We can't do Korbanos. So we only have green, we only have chesed left. V'zeh sh'omar, and therefore the gross is the pasuk until him says, "Erlam chesed yibane, she'ain nivna el al chesed," because the world is built on chesed. Why? Because that's all we have left. What's holding up the whole world right now? Chesed. We have no Torah. We have no avod. Ki amul ha'avoda avodnu p'chein Torah k'mosh pasuk. He quotes a pasuk in the second paragraph of Eicha, which says, "Malka v'sareha bagoyim." The, the, the royalty, the, the leaders of Klal Yisrael, Bagoyim, are in Golis, ain't Torah. 
There is no Torah. It's a Pasuk. Just let that sink in for a second. This is the Gra. We've heard things about the Gra. We've learned about the Gra. The Gra is not someone who says, ah, Tyra, whatever, not so important. The Gra is the basis of Rav Chaim Velazhner, who wrote the Sefer Nefesh Chaim, which is all about Tyra, 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 Tyra. And the Gra says, we have no Tyra. Ain't Tyra. It's a Pasuk and Echa. Therefore says the Gra, what do we say in the end of our Tefillah? V'zesha anu omrim achar Tefillah. Sh'ibana beis amigdash, v'sein chalkeni b'tzayr se'echa. Why do we say both? Ki achshav ha-Tefillah b'makam avoda. So we're davening. And therefore, when we daven, we're in Shama Parmesan Saino, the Gemara says, based on the Pasuk, our Tefillah fills the void of, of Korbanus of Avoda to a degree, but we still have no Torah. So, what are we daven for? We daven, we should have real Avoda, not imitation Avoda, Tefillah. And that's why we're saying, because there is no Torah in Golos. And therefore, we need, we need to have this. The Gros says this in a number of places. Um, in source number 11, he says this on, on the Mishnah Pirkei Avos, not as an expanded form. In source number 12, he says in his parish on Shir Shirim, he says, After, just to imagine the loss. After the, the, the destruction of the base of Mingdash, we're, we, we are not allowed to reveal the inner depths of Torah. So this. Now, the Gra was, was deep in Kabbalah, we'll see in a second. Um, but just the magnitude of the loss. We're bleeding Torah. We don't have Torah. Ain Torah is a Pasuk in Eicha. Comes Ravashuais. It says number 13. And he quotes this... Um, he quotes this the, this idea from the Gra from a different place. He quotes this from the Gra um, in his introduction to the Tikkun Okay, I would never have found that one without Ravash's help. But what he says is something fascinating here. If you look, see where it's bolded in source number 13? Um, what? Uh, it's the, the, the bolded section, not the... One second, let's see. Hold on. Actually, fine. Let, let, let's go from, from the second line. See the second line in source number 13 after the bracket? It says, Eich of the bracket, Behai Inyan. Everyone sees that? So he says, says this is the Grom. The Pasuk in Breshi says that... No um, rain came until Adam reached and daven for it. The Adam who had tzaddik lahashkas es Adama hein aidei matar hein aidei naharas sheosel lo yoarin v'nek sheadam mahir matzliach b'melachta az mashka osem mashing. Okay, actually, it's, let's go, it's too complicated. Let's just go to the second bolded part. Sorry, the chenhi chafe the chenhi b'tera. Says the Grun, same is true in Torah. Sha'ata ain on makabu shum davar chadash betara, come up bazan base midish, we have no chidushin. There's nothing new in Torah um, like there was in times base midish. Elamasha anu motim kosu besifi rishonin. What is our whole avoda? Someone says, I've got a chidish to share with you. What do they really mean? 
they mean I have a new way to understand something that already exists. They don't mean I have a new idea. They just mean I have something new, a new interpretation of something which already exists. That's not a Kiddush anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. But that, we did have that in times of the base of Mikdash. Think of the normality of the laws. And then if you just turn to the next page, top of the next page, Harilan Midvarov says, Rav Asher, so what do we see from the Gura? The Bechorban base of Mikdash, Nistimu Mainas Chachma, all the wellsprings of wisdom were closed. It's, we're not getting more Torah. So what are we doing? Okay, we're in like this one, Chazara. That's what he says. It's the Gra's words. All we're doing is Chazara. We're just Chazaring what, what happened. Chazar better, Chazar better. We learn a little bit more. But it's all Chazara. And then Rav Asher says something which I thought was fascinating. V'nira b'darko, based on this grow, no chidushim, liyashiv mashatama kesef mishra. He says, now we can answer up a kash of the kesef mishra. As kesef mishra, the Yisakar, the Shulchanarach, in his commentary on the side, on the, uh, side of the Rambam. The kesef mishra asks a fundamental question which we've all been introduced to at some point in our learning here. Which is, there are different generations, different Sections, Tanaim, Amaraim, and you can't argue on an early generation. Says the Kesef Misha, Lama in Biyad Amaraim, Lachlot al Tanaim, why not? Kesef Misha asks Kasha, inside the Rambam, why can't an Amara argue on a Tana? What's wrong with that? Good question. Yeah. I was wondering that one as well. Is this in one of the thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Look here, here. It's a, it's Kesef Mishnah Hilchs Mamrus. I think it's maybe the first Mishnah. No, no, it's not the first, but it's it's there. And Kesef Mishnah Hilchs Mamrim. Fine. So that's the Kesef Mishnah's Kasha. Everyone's got the Kasha. Why is Namara not entitled to argue on Tana? Totally reasonable question. Says Rav Asher Weiss, based on the grow we just said, I can answer that Kasha. It says the last paragraph of Liam Mavor. Based on what we said, remember what, what do we say? The grow said that the loss of Torah was so catastrophic that there is no Chiddush anymore. Based on that, near it, the cave in the Rishonim had Tanaim, or Zachal Hashem's Belishkas Agazis. Remember, Tanaim saw the base of Migdash. The Tanaim saw the base of Migdash. They lived in the base of Migdash. So they were there. Veruach HaKadosh Ophiyah Lehem, Vashchina Sharsa Beis Midrashim. So you had the Shchina from the base of Migdash there with them. Betamidem Achreim, Zachal Hashem Mibarit HaRasam. And they're, they're, the later generations of Tanaim were getting from that. But when we come to the Amoraim, <coughs> the entire institution of Amoraim in Bavel, Golos, remember, the, remember when you're in Golos, that's the greatest loss of Torah? It's all lost. The whole thing's gone. And therefore, says Rosh Hashanah, why can't an Amoraim argue on a Tana? Because in Kiddush. Tanaim had Chidushim. Meaning, what Rav Asher is suggesting, just step out of, you know, talking about Tishba for a second, and Chorban, but just in terms of learning Gemara, this fundamentally claims Rav Asher, nothing wrong with someone in a later generation, a thousand years later, arguing on someone earlier. There's nothing wrong with, with me fundamentally arguing on the Tanayim. It's just that, as a, destruction, as a result of the destruction of the base of Migdash, there is no Chiddush anymore. And therefore, the only Torah that I have, or have access to, is their Torah. So how can I argue on them? 
And therefore, says Rav Asher, that's how we answer the Kesev Mishra's Kasha. Why, why, why can't, why can't the Tana, Amor argue on Tana? Because he has no Chiddush anymore. He, the only Torah he has is working through the Tanaim, so he can't argue on that, otherwise he would literally have nothing. Yeah? Wouldn't that imply that we could then, like, argue on the Geonim, or on, even on the Gemaras, because we also... Oh, okay, good. Separate, separate Kasha. That's not the Kesev Mishra's Kasha. But correct. So I think we've tried to answer explicitly, implicitly many of our many of the kashas we've discussed. We've discussed, but we need to come back to this fundamental kasha. Mipnei malaku ba'alf base. What's that alf base? So it comes from Rosh Shapiro, source number fourteen. I remember hearing this shear from Ramosha, unbelievable. Like total, there's a lot to say about this. He says, Yeshkan averim yuchedes shavur ala alf base. There's some. What's the special avera that they violate in the alf base? What exactly was that? And there's a special punishment here. We know Mishnah Pirkei says Hashem created the world. Ten utterances. Every statement was made of words. And every word is made up of letters. That makes sense. Alphabet is not a random alphabet. If you take any other man-made language, why is this an A and this a B? Hmm. Does it really matter? Is there a lumbus behind an alphabet uh, behind an A and a B? There's no lumbus. You have drasha. They don't have a drasha. Why a C looks like a C? And Gemara's and Shabbos talk about alphabet. There's even a lumbus of why Aleph comes before base before Gimel. Why isn't it based in Aleph? There's a whole story to this. There's a specific order to them. The Torah was created with this very specific, ordered, structured um, language. Megillus Kinos, meaning Eicha, that's the description of the, of the first base of destruction and subsequent as well. So why were we attacked with the Aleph base? Because we violated the Torah. What does that mean? When you have Torah, you have Seder. Things make sense. Things are in order. That's the way the whole world needs to look. The world needs to look in an order because of Torah. If you have a different way of looking at things, a different way of organizing things, a different way that things should be, there's a deep place of that Avera. That is, a, that is not just a singular Avera. A person could say, ooh, you know, the cheeseburger looks so attractive. I really just want to go play, play that on Shabbos. I, okay. That's, that doesn't destroy the system. But when you say, I've got a different way of looking at this, let's have a whole different perspective on the world. That is an absolute corruption, not of the Torah itself, but of the building blocks of the Torah. Because the Torah is built on the systematic language. When you're saying, I've got a different system, you're not violating a singular Avera, you're not even violating the every Avera, you're violating the underpinnings of the Torah. Beautiful says. You're not violating a, a word in the Torah. You're violating and the 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 Seder which the Torah created the world. 
goes on, parts I skipped, he says, we, maybe let's just read it, we've lost the ability to see things clearly, the way they're supposed to be. We live in a world where what is normal is what we choose to be normal. He points out, he says, if you think 70, 80 years ago, it was perfectly normal and perfectly timed and there was an order to it that people would get on a train, get off a train, walk into a gas chamber and, and, and go to a crematorium afterwards. That was perfectly normal. That was a seder of life. It was perfectly timed. Hold on, just behind that. That's normal. Says Moshe, is that normal? That's not normal. And we could certainly, but we're not going to talk about, you know, and I'm not interested in anyone even trying to guess what I'm referring to, but on a political level, is that normal? Is that normal? It's so not normal. But it's, it's, that's our reality. Why? Because we don't have the Torah like that. Because the, the destruction of the base of Migdash is a destruction not simply of a building. It's not simply that we're not in Eretzrael. It's the whole structure and the framework of life has struck at the core of it. So the whole thing is gone. So what's normal anymore? Whatever we decide is normal. He says in the last line here, Anulo Yodim Livkos. We don't even know how to cry. What are we crying about? It's so normal. Lo Yodim Liros, Lo Yodim Lavin. We don't even understand. What's wrong with that? I don't understand. That's normal. That's the way I grew up. But that's We don't see. We can't even see things that they're not normal. Many of us point out, if you're not able to cry on Tishabav, that's what you should cry about. That I don't even see the problem. I don't understand. I'm not moved to. You know, we're not moved to tears over. You know, there are all sorts of programs nowadays, movies that should um, arouse us, that should get us into the mood that we should. You know, feel the destruction. The person says, "I don't feel it. I, I, I don't see the problem." That's what you cry over that, because my mind, my my perspective, the way I view the world is so warped that I can't even cry over, over, over this. Where does this come from, says Rav Shapiro? Because of the loss of Torah. Torah is the prism through which we see the world. And because we have the base, this base of Migdash, remember the Pasuk in Eicha, Ain Torah. There is no Torah anymore, the Grah told us. So there's that inability to see the world properly. So if we don't see the world properly through the lens of Torah, well, how are we experiencing the world? However I want to. Right, Shavar and Kotler, we'll end with this in source number 15. Each one of us is obligated. Whatever it is, we're focusing on a particular and underlying issue here of what caused the destruction of the base of Migdus, terror, the lack of terror, etc. We have to have to work on fixing that. We need to work on understanding the value of terror. Torah, remember that Gemara in the Dharma we started with? Torah is not a means to an end. Torah is some intrinsic value. Why is it of intrinsic value? Because it's what gives Seder to the whole world. It's what makes things make sense. That is the prism which we, with, through which we need to see the world. And what says Rav Ankala, what do we need to do 
um, during the nine days, during Tisha B'Av, what are we focusing on? That total loss where everything just seems normal to me. And it's so not normal. And if I don't see that, I should cry that I don't see that. Stop here.